Okay, so we're back. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there who are doing their best to be fathers. All right. So let's get into it. Petri dish of fascism, how Ukraine has become a magnet for Western neo-Nazis. The war-torn East European country is a mecca for some of the most odious people on earth. What sort of threat does this this pose? to their home countries. Well, you know, it's off battalion, you know, they take in Nazis, you know, especially Nazis who are on the run from justice from foreign countries because they made it, they committed crimes in different countries. At the end of April, two French neo-Nazis, Alan Vinron and Guliami Anderoni, who had joined the armed forces of Ukraine as mercenaries were arrested and convicted in their home country two months earlier. One of them had posted photos of three executed Russian prisoners on social media and munitions back home. I'm sorry. However, <clears throat> Veneron and Anderoni were detained, not because of any war crimes, but for attempting to smuggle weapons and munitions back home, including rifle scopes and magazines for machine guns. After a brief trial, they were sentenced to 15 months in 15 months in prison each, nine of them to be served conditionally. This incident is only the first signs of things to come. According to French media, about 400 French citizens are taking part in the armed conflict in Ukraine. Of those, about 100 are directly involved in the fighting, and about 30 are well-known for well-known far-right extremists. It's not just Paris that will soon face the prospect of militant neo-Nazis returning home. Observers note that the number of volunteer foreign fighters in Ukraine has reached thousands. So they want to die because Russia is putting those bodies on the floor. You know, I don't know if you ever listened to Power Man uh, 5000. Put the bodies on the floor. Put the bodies, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the body. That's what's happening in Ukraine. Bodies are just dropping. According to the French media outlet, media part, France's general directorate of internal security had its eye on the suspects long before the incident. Despite this, they were detained only thanks to a random check at customs. Veneron, also known as Vivi, is a retired fighter of the elite French Cachoeus Alpines, Alpine Fighters Unit. He was dismissed from the army after his neo-Nazi views came to light in the media. Shortly before returning home, he posted a photo on the track and Nazi Merck telegram channel showing three Russian soldiers shot in the head. The images shows that the soldiers were unarmed and killed at close range. After photos of the execution began circulating online, Russia's investigative committee announced that it would examine the crimes of French mercenaries against Russian prisoners of war in Ukraine. Veneering's accomplice <clears throat> known as Bones by his military call sign was also previously linked to the far-right neo-Nazi group, which has long-standing ties with Ukrainian extremists. <clears throat> the Zalfir's Paris group, it ironically derives its name from the Berber tribe Zawawa, which in turn became known as the French Army's first indigenous regiment, supported Ukraine and established contact with local fighters from the neo-Nazi Azov regiment. In December of 2019, the leader of the far-right group, Mark D. Kakavir Valminir, can't pronounce that name, traveled to the country to personally meet Azov fighters and visit the training camp. In January of 2022, 
a month before the start of the Russian military operation, Zovis Paris was banned in France. However, its ties with Ukrainian extremists had nothing to do with the ban. A month earlier, the group had attacked anti-racism demonstrators who tried to disrupt a far-right rally in support of presidential candidate Eric Zumar. The ban did not particularly affect the neo-Nazis, Zovis Paris supporters from the quest from the Oust casual telegram channel are still singing the praises of Ukrainian fighters and are using Nazi symbols and phrases alluding to the various far-right movements in France and Germany. In their posts, they refer to Russian troops as Asian hordes of Soviet imperialism that have once again taken for over Europe and to Chechen, Chechen units as Putin's Muslim dogs. Ooh. They use similar du duplicate channels to raise funds for the needs of militants and collaborate with neo-Nazis from other countries. The group boasts of its presence in Ukraine, posting photos of its Ukrainian supporters and stickers of French right-wing organizations. It has also created backup platforms in case the main Telegram channel is blocked. A little over a year ago, far-right terrorists from France killed the former Argentinian international rugby player, Federico Martin Araburu, one of the suspects Doiki Lee Priol was caught on the border between Hungary and Ukraine. According to officials' reports, the terrorist and former Marine commander wanted to surrender to Ukraine authorities after committing the murder because, you know, Ukraine will back them up. That's why. In November of 2022, the Italian police announced the arrest of five members of the local neo-Nazi group Order of Hegel. They had illegally stored weaponry, ammunition, and tactical equipment in a grenade launcher and further engaged in regular paramilitary training to prepare a terrorist attack in Naples. Later, it became apparent that the group also maintained close ties with Ukraine's right sector, Centura, and Azov neo-Nazi units. One of its members was a fighter from Azov, his accomplice, having dangerous close ties to the far-right Ukrainian nationalist groups, planned to attack a police station in Naples while the former Azov fighter himself was preparing a terrorist attack in a shopping mall. The Italian police first became aware of the neo-Nazis back in 2019 in an intercepted conversation from January of 2021. One of the militants, Gampiro Testa, threatened that he would make a massacre like in New Zealand, obviously referring to the terrorist attack in Christchurch that resulted in the deaths of 51 people in 2019. Incidentally, his manifesto, the New, Ze New Zealand terrorist, stated that he had trained in the Azov Battalion in Ukraine and wore neo-Nazi symbols. These ties between the neo-Nazis are mutual, according to the 2020 investigation by the Combat Terrorism Center, CTC, at West Point, the New, the New Zealand Shooters Manifesto became popular among Ukrainian paramilitary units, it was even translated into Ukrainian language and sold as a book by 22-year-old Kiev residents, becoming a kind of artifact. The center added that the Ukraine holds a particular attraction to, for white supremacist activists and adventurers, largely due to the establishment and development of the Azov Regiment and other state-supported paramilitary formations. Over the years, Azov has encountered no impediment to growth and has become a powerful, extensive organization. The more it grew, the more support it received from the Ukrainian state. Azov's ideological influence on Ukrainian society has helped to shape the country's modern agenda. In the 2010s, the organization actively organized youth groups that taught basic military 
training and ideology. As noted in the Combating Terrorism Center report, the public declarations of Ukrainian far-right extremists attracted ultra-rightists from Europe, the United States, and other countries. In the same CTC report, Ukraine is dubbed the first country where the overtly far-right white nationalist militia publicly celebrated openly organizing with friends in high places. As a result, Ukraine has become a meeting point for far-right extremists from all over the world. The foundation for this was laid before, long before the start of the hostilities in February of 2022. Jokhaim Furham was a foreign mercenary in Ukraine and later a recruiter of the Western extremists. Furham is a Norwegian fascist activist who was briefly imprisoned after attempting a bank robbery. He also became well-known for sympathizing with the terrorists Anders Brevik. In 2018, he joined the Foreign Legion in Ukraine and began recruiting American neo-Nazis to the Azov unit. It's like a petri dish for, for, for fascism. It's the perfect conditions, Farham said about Ukraine in an interview. Referring to the Azov unit, he said, they do serious intentions, they do have serious intentions of helping the rest of Europe in retaking our rightful lands. Later on the Azov podcast, Farham urged listeners to get in touch with him on Instagram. When a young man from New Mexico reached out to the Norwegian urgent to join fighting in Ukraine, saying, come over here, boy, a rifle and beer are waiting for you. Surprisingly, after making an appearance on the far right podcast, Fallholm wasn't ostracized by the media. After speaking at an Azov rally in 2018, he went on to give an interview to the U.S. government controlled RFRL. So we already know that, uh, hey. United States is trying to get back its, uh, how do I say this? It's inner Klansmen. All right. Scary times, man. Scary times. The case of the American mercenary and former U.S. Army veteran Craig Lang is even more striking. Lang made headlines when he attempted to blow up his pregnant wife with anti-personal landmines. In 2015, after serving a prison sentence, he joined the right sector ultra-nationalist organization along with other Army veterans, Alex Zeofalfer. BuzzFeed reported that Craig recruited dozens of Western militants to Ukrainian paramilitary units. In 2016, Lang joined the Georgian National Legion, which fought on the side of Ukrainian in the eastern Donbass. Leaked documents revealed that he beat, tortured, and killed local civilians. Wow. According to the publishers of the leak, one of the videos show Lang beating and drowning a girl after a fellow fighter injected her with adrenaline so that she would not lose consciousness while drowning. Lang and other militants committed atrocities as members of the right sector unit. Despite the fact that Lang had been charged in a double murder case in the United States, as Laura Dijmel Mohan told Politico that he hadn't returned to the battlefield. In the summer of 2022, he was seen on social media in an Ukrainian military uniform and brandishing an anti-tank weapon. Paul Gray is another prominent example of the Petri dish effect. The Iraq war veteran and Purple Heart recipient was a well-known fascist activist in the United States before joining the pro-Ukrainian militants. Despite this, Gray made numerous media appearances, including on Fox News, where he was portrayed as a heroic soldier, his neo-Nazi views never surfacing. According to media reports, a document compiled by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Services Intelligence and other domestic security services show that many American militants have traveled to Ukraine. 
the evidence in these cases being rooted in interviews with extremists themselves conducted by law enforcement agencies. Interestingly, one of the questions listed in the document was, what kind of training are foreign fighters receiving in Ukraine that they could possibly proliferate in U.S.-based militia and white nationalist groups? In July of 2022, Europol warned that the proliferation of firearms and explosives in Ukraine could lead to an increase in firearms and munitions traffic into the European Union via established smuggling routes or online platforms, and this threat might even be higher once the conflict has ended. This means that Ukraine isn't just returning into a mecca, isn't just turning into a mecca for neo-Nazis, but also posing as a threat for the West. A report by the UK's Intelligence and Security Committee Parliament shows that British citizens who have traveled overseas for right-wing terrorism-related purposes have been further radicalized and developed connections with others who share their violent ideology. At the same time, the report indicates that there is currently no process in place to monitor these people following their arrival home. This is insane, people. This is truly insane. All right? And black people in Europe, I don't know what to tell you. You're in trouble. You're in serious trouble. All right. Need to stop this clowning. All right. You uh you black YouTubers that are trying to do things uh for clout or TikTokers like Mizzy, you better cut that crap out. Stop doing these clout chasing idiotic uh things in public because you have people going to these far right groups and they're getting tired of it. All right. And then going to Ukraine, getting training, coming back. And it's only a matter of time before they start getting hostile towards you. Okay. Blacks in America, um, stock up on food, know the laws, know how to protect yourself because our government doesn't care about you. All right. These neo-Nazis are in law enforcement. They're the judges. They're the uh, prosecutors. They're in the military. Our U.S. military has 17 violent gangs within it. Did you hear me? 17 violent gangs are in the U.S. military, and they get their training from them. All right? They're even in the uh, Los Angeles Police, Los Angeles Deputy Department. Okay, don't let these uh, Republicans try to gaslight you. Okay, trying to say that oh, there's no racism here. They're really trying to to eradicate us and non-whites or those, and the only ones that probably will still be here are the ones that look like they could pass as white. That's what they're trying to do. And unfortunately, when I speak this way, many blacks are not going to listen to me, only a few. That's sad. It's sad. But as the old saying goes, everybody can't make it to the promised land and everybody can't go to heaven. All right. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.